Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a weekly podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. Guys, I have been literally obsessed with this song, Princess Diana by Ice Spice, specifically the remix with Nicki Minaj on it. First of all, that combination of people, the queen and princess of rap, the future president and vice president of my America, Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj, could not release a bad song if they tried their goddamn hardest. This song is literally so good. It's like the anthem of my spring. I love it. Go listen to it. But first, listen to this podcast, obviously. So today, what I want to talk about is like anti-aging and the possibility of eternal life. And I have a personal connection to this. My grandpa, hi, Opa, if you're listening, is very interested in anti-aging stuff. And ever since I was old enough and cognizant enough to like understand um, a lot of anti-aging science, he's been sending me books and research articles. And we really bond over science and this type of stuff. So for a young person, I am incredibly tuned in to the latest gerontology research. Gerontology is the scientific study of aging. Basically, there are lots of stem cell treatments like gene therapies, blood and plasma transfusions, like supplements like rapamycin that are being tested currently. And I might do a future episode about some of those anti-aging technologies. But today I wanted to talk about a guy who I've been kind of obsessed with recently, just like a niche little special interest of mine. His name is Brian Johnson, and he's a millionaire, which means he has at least $100 million, probably way more. He basically made all his money as a tech CEO and sold a company for like a fat check. It's important to note that he didn't do all of his crazy anti-aging habits, which we're going to get into, while he was actually making all of his money. But there have been a bunch of articles about this guy in various newspapers with headlines like, how to be 18 again for X amount of money. And I am 18, so I just thought this would be a good time for me to do this podcast. But basically, he is only able to do this because he is so rich because the monthly cost of his protocol is $1,684.50 not that that really matters not counting all the machines he uses to like exercise and all of the tests he takes to monitor organs and blood markers I don't know I don't have a super good sense of how much it should cost to like exist for a month but that seems like a lot to me and he obviously has other expenses in his life but some of his results from two years doing his protocol which he calls the blueprint he is aging slower than the average 10 year old his inflammation is 66% below the average 10 year old. He has 50 plus optimal clinical biomarkers. He has 100 plus markers that are less than his chronological age. And he is as fit as an 18 year old by various cardiovascular measures. And interestingly, like there's other stuff, but I thought it was kind of interesting that he has an 80% reduction in gray hair. I don't know. It's kind of cool to me that you can reverse gray hair. I recently learned that hair follicles are often just kind of in a state of being stuck or like suppressed. Like they don't actually necessarily die off when you start getting gray hair. So that's kind of interesting. Now, I think gray hair looks dope, but it can also be reversed, apparently. So I want to talk about this blueprint plan because, I don't know, I think it's kind of interesting to learn how to live your life in order to age as little as possible. The caveat is that it has to be slightly modified for everyone because everyone's body is slightly different. So even though Brian Johnson puts all of this on his website for free, it might not necessarily work the same for everybody. And it's definitely not like a prescription for everyone as he kind of makes it out to be, I guess. So the first thing is like perfect sleep. Honestly, teach me, dude. Like this is the number one thing that I really need to work on in terms of my health. And Brian Johnson agrees that it is the most important thing. Like he was interviewed in a YouTube video I watched and he said that is the first thing that everyone should start doing is really trying to sleep better. And I also think it's one of the most accessible things on this list because all of his other stuff is mad expensive. But according to his sleep tracker thing, he has a 100% 
100% sleep performance, and he's on something like a two-month streak for perfect sleep, which, honestly, goals. I really wish that could be me. But for sleep hygiene, he recommends a blacked-out room, the same bedtime daily, sleeping alone. I think there's a social cost here. Like, obviously, he doesn't sleep with a partner. I don't know if he has a partner. I know he has kids, but I'm pretty sure he, like, broke up with his fiance or whatever because I guess she was getting in the way of all his anti-aging stuff. And I'll go into the social cost of this protocol later. But anyway, sleeping alone, blue light blocking glasses. I have some of those. They look really cool because they're like red shades, but I don't really wear them because I forget. One hour downtime before bed and a temperature controlled mattress. So like some of those things are obviously expensive, like the mattress and the glasses, but a lot of those things you can kind of just do even if you don't have a lot of money, which is cool, I think. So the next thing on his list is supplements. He takes like, I counted, I think like 46 pills a day, but there might be more actual pills depending on the dosage. I think like he takes at least 46 pills a day, which yikes. Now I'm not averse to choking down pills for my health. Like I would actually consider myself a relatively heavy supplementer compared to the average American. I take a small handful of supplements every morning because I'm vegan. I need my like B12 and D3 and whatnot, but this is nuts, dude. Like he must be really good at swallowing. Uh, Anyway, I think the supplements also account for a lot of the expenses associated with this protocol because those things are really damn expensive from my experience. The next thing is food. I bet a lot of you are very curious about what this guy eats. So he actually eats a lot of plants, which I can get behind. And a lot of the stuff actually looks like pretty good. And it's almost fully vegan. Like I think he uses collagen and like some other animal derived supplements, but I'm pretty sure he eats mostly vegan. So all of his meals have like quirky little nicknames, which I think is funny. Um, The first one is the green giant. And it's basically like one of those greens powder things blended in with water. It's like a nasty concoction of spermidine, creatine, collagen, cocoflavanols, cinnamon, and some other stuff. I imagine it tastes pretty goddamn disgusting, but the other things on this list seem like a little bit more innocuous. So the next thing he eats is super veggie, which is basically like a lentil and vegetable bowl, either whole or like blended into a hummus with like hemp seeds, olive oil, and sometimes dark chocolate on top, which sounds like a weird combination, but they're all like pretty appealing foods separately, except for like mushrooms. I think he has mushrooms in there somewhere. I hate mushrooms. And something I noticed is that this guy is pretty obsessed with dark chocolate and chocolate in general, which I guess I would be too if I was on this rigid of a diet. Like food-wise, it's kind of the only thing he has to like really look forward to. Chocolate pretty much always hits. And he recommends only level five chocolate from his like chocolate rating scale, which is quote, undutched dark chocolate tested for heavy metals and from specific regions of the world with the highest polyphenol density, unquote, which honestly makes me a little concerned about ethical production since I know that chocolate is usually grown in areas of the world that don't have great labor protections and a lot of chocolate workers are super exploited. But, you know, who cares about those underpaid child laborers? You know, if Brian Johnson can have his anti-aging chocolate. But he says chocolate in general is good for you, which is one of my favorite takeaways from his blueprint plan. Even like less dark or more commercially processed chocolate is fine. So the next thing he eats is nutty pudding, which is basically a smoothie bowl with a bunch of like fruit and almond milk and flax seeds and nuts and like protein powder. And this also seems pretty good. And his website says, quote, if you want to go wild, you could add a tablespoon of sweetener, trehalose, and a tablespoon of manuka honey. And I thought that was funny. I like that that's his idea of going wild. And then for like his other food, he usually eats some kind of salad or like a loaded sweet potato type situation, which honestly sounds pretty awesome. I don't have a problem with that. The other food related thing he does is like intermittent fasting, which means he eats his whole day's worth of food within a very tight window. I think he stops eating at like 11 a.m., which I'm not even really going to get into. This is an area where I don't think the marginal benefits are worth the lifestyle trade-off. I'm sorry, 
hungry, but I don't think it's good for you mentally to be hungry all day. And your quality of life is important too if you want to live a long life. Like, why live a long life if it's not worth living? It's also not great for people with a menstrual cycle. It can really mess up your hormones. Brian Johnson doesn't really have to contend with that. The next thing on Brian's protocol is exercise. He does like 1 to 1.5 hours a day of like pretty standard exercises, I think. But he also does high intensity interval training like three times a week for 45 minutes total. It honestly doesn't seem like that crazy or excessive, but it does seem kind of boring and repetitive. Like, I think he switches up his exercises somewhat, but his entire protocol honestly seems pretty boring and repetitive to me. Like, he eats, like, basically the same thing with a couple variations every day. He exercises basically the same, and there's nothing wrong with that, like, if that's what you're into, but I don't know. I think variety is really important for general quality of life and enjoyment, and spontaneity, I guess, too, to some extent, you know? So, my overall thoughts on Brian Johnson and his blueprint plan, I'm gonna start with, like, the negatives. I think, first of all, I need to address that it's just so expensive. Like, to reiterate, over $1,500 per month, not counting all of the machines he uses to exercise, all of the machines he uses to test the functioning of various organs and monitor his, like, blood markers of health. Um, it's also important to note that this guy got really, really lucky. Like, he essentially won the capitalist lottery. Most people have to work to survive and don't have the leisure time to do all of these protocols because the system privileges the few at the expense of the many. He is trying to make this protocol more accessible to people by selling kits, but it's unclear how much those will cost in the future, and they probably will not be cheap. But at least that will remove some of the, like, excess labor that you have to do around, like, preparing food and, like, sorting out all your pills into little pillboxes. Another thing that I noticed on his website where he chronicles, like, basically everything about his life, like, he shares all of the things he does for anti-aging, he shares the functioning of a lot of his organs and, like, levels of various biomarkers of aging in his blood. So, I don't know, if you wanted to know, like, how well his thyroid's functioning or how big his prostate is, I guess, knock yourself out. On his website, there is this weird dogmatic language. It's almost religious in nature because, like, random words will just be capitalized. Like, I noticed autonomous self kept cropping up and goal alignment. I just thought that was quirky. I won't read into it too much. But it does feel like he's almost trying to become, like, an anti-aging cult leader a little bit, which I can definitely see the potential there. I mean, this guy successfully grabbed my attention. I'm, like, obsessed with him, so. And the other major thing is I just think there's a trade-off. Like, you can optimize your health and anti-aging, but not necessarily optimize, like, your social life and enjoyment of life in general. Having to sleep alone in order to get a perfect night of sleep, for example. I imagine it's hard to travel also because he won't be in his perfect sleep environment, and he also isn't able to, like, do things like camping because he doesn't have access to the things he needs to sleep perfectly, things like that. I imagine it's hard to travel for other reasons. He would have to pack all of his pills and supplements, all of his food with him, various machines that he uses. I didn't get into, like, the therapies he does, but he does, like, I think red light therapy for his skin, other things like that, which, by the way, is, like, the one thing about him that's not perfect is that sometimes there are, like, crazy patterns of markings on his skin that look like radiation burns or something from all the, like, crazy stuff he does to his body, like, all of the machines he uses for electrical stimulation of his muscles, etc. It reminds me of, like, when people come out from doing cupping, like, that technique where they put, like, hot glass cups on you and it looks like a giant squid sucked onto their skin. You see people with, like, red rings all over their back. It's kind of, like, that type of thing. Anyway, yes, it would be downright impossible to be spontaneous while doing this protocol rigidly, but Brian Johnson does, like, have kids and stuff and seem to enjoy life on some level. Again, he's only been doing this for two years, so in order to be able to, like, raise his kids and do all of his business stuff and actually make all the money in order to do this, he was not able to do 
these lifestyle habits during that like productive period of his life I guess and the period of life where he was raising his children and doing like really emotionally fulfilling things so I don't know take from that what you will but I don't know you never know with this guy like in one of his pictures on his website he has turquoise fingernails which I'm obsessed with Slay King now I'll get into the pros Brian Johnson is very against like corporate profiteering and addictive algorithms which I think is cool like it's kind of hypocritical because he is a corporate profiteer but I'm also against addictive algorithms I'll probably talk more about that in my inevitable TikTok episode he's also very pro self-care and anti-destructive social norms like drinking heavily sleeping badly etc which I am also against I might make an episode about like partying in college and like trying to prioritize health and wellness and like being a person who doesn't really like to drink or party and I think like the idea that everyone inevitably ages and gets diseased is going to be considered a harmful social norm in the future like some of the most radical futurist thinkers think that aging and disease shouldn't necessarily be normalized and that they might eventually become a thing of the past another thing I like about Brian and his lifestyle is that he's almost fully vegan which is awesome good for the climate good for the animals I talked about that in my last episode except for some of his supplements like the collagen peptides which honestly I don't think you even really need I don't know the research on impacts of collagen is pretty dubious I'm surprised he's even using it I think the benefits are similar to using other forms of protein so he could just use plant-based protein and also take vitamin c to like boost his natural production of collagen but anyway he is a living counterexample to the notion that veganism makes you like frail or malnourished because he's literally like the healthiest person on the planet because he's like super strong he's like optimal on all of these physical biomarkers of health i just think he's good pr for vegans basically and he's very honest and open which is another thing i like about him he shares all his information for free on the internet some would say he overshares but honestly that also is kind of tantalizing and infuriating because it makes viewers feel like they have no excuse for not doing all of his stuff even though a lot of people very much have legitimate excuses for not doing this protocol like I think it's very very inaccessible because of the cost because of all the time and effort that people don't really have to put in basically you need a lot of capital in order to extend your lifespan and save on healthcare costs that will come from aging and disease later in life I want to share some like philosophical thoughts on the possibility of eternal life to wrap up this episode first of all most people my age are not worried about aging and I think I'm more tapped into this stuff than most people because of my grandpa so thank you for that Opa it's a blessing and a curse honestly I'll be able to alter my lifestyle habits in order to minimize biological aging and minimize my risk of certain diseases which I think is really good but also like it does give me some anxiety about aging and like existential dread but even though I have this thought in the back of my mind about aging and I have access to the information I need to prevent it as much as possible I do still have some pretty bad lifestyle habits that are not great for my aging like my sun exposure is probably excessive I'm outside a lot without sunscreen because I have olive skin and I don't naturally burn very easily and I think that's obviously really bad like I'm at higher risk of skin cancer just general like mutations to my skin cells DNA not great the sun gives us life but also poisons us etc etc I also have terrible sleep in part due to like chronic insomnia since I was a kid I used to wake up at like 5 a.m like or probably even earlier before my parents when I was a little kid the sleep deprivation is also in part due to caffeine even though I do cut myself off before noon it just has a long half-life in the body but luckily for me I think that by the time I'm old enough to have enough of a sense of urgency about aging to actually modify my lifestyle more we'll know even more and a lot more anti-aging tech will be more affordable and accessible like these things are being democratized and I'm excited about the prospects I think my generation will live much longer on average than our predecessors provided enough of us actually 
have the information and the socioeconomic privilege to implement anti-aging practices and benefit from all this new technology I'm learning about. Or capitalism and climate change could kill us in droves and the world could go to shit and I won't even have to worry about the implications for society if people actually start living longer. Who knows? It's all up in the air. I guess drink your water, eat your plants, try to sleep, try to be happy. That's all we can really do. As always, thank you so much for listening. Louisa Miller, out.